It's time for Acting Childish with Christina Lundin. Hello, hello, hello. Testing. One, two, three. Hey, everyone. This is Christina. Um, This is a podcast, um, if I figure out how to publish it. Anyway, I wanted to start a podcast because... I need something to do pretty much. I don't I'm not expecting fame and fortune. I just need a creative outlet. So please uh please just um what's the word? Indulge me. My goodness. I can't think anymore. Not being able to, like, go out and socialize has really done a number just on my general, like, ability to form sentences. Um, Right now, I'm drinking tea. This is something I didn't do, like, eight months ago. Quarantine has brought out a different side of me. I'm pretty heavy into loose leaf tea and watercolor. So that's, so I've got that going for me. Health and wellness and trying to be artsy. Everyone's kind of navigating this their own way. And that's great. But I think overall, it hasn't been a great time for anyone. Um... So, yeah, I don't know why I went on that tangent. Let's go, let's get back to the reason I'm recording this. So this podcast is going to be about childhood stories. And this first episode is just going to be me. So fun, right? And I think... I'm going to share some stories, some exclusive um, stories from my childhood that are going to blow your mind, okay? But I'm hoping to have, obviously, guests on the show. So if you have some stories that you want to share, if you were a crazy kid like me and you want to talk about it, let me know. Um, Would love to have you on the pod so with that, I'm literally two minutes into the first episode. And I'm always already saying dumb shit like the pod. That was kind of like jokey, but like, you know, part of me wanted to say that too. The pod. Um, okay, I'm going to try not to say um a lot. So every time I do say um, take a shot of your chamomile tea. Okay. So, um, no. <laughs> I was an interesting kid. I was the firstborn of three. As a beautiful accident. A surprise, as my mother likes to call it. But growing up, I guess once I started to have my own like sense sensibility and like I developed my own sense of style and attitude, I really um, started 
to misbehave and act a little naughty. I knew the rules. I was well aware of rules, but I didn't want to follow them. That was my personality. I was a little baby rebel, okay? So I'll tell a few stories now so you guys can understand what I mean by that. I would lie, like, all the time. Um, I remember I was, I, like, hung out with these kids from the neighborhood, and I told them that my mom was a Victoria's Secret model, and my dad was a race car driver. (laughs) Isn't that fun? Can you imagine if your parents were actually a Victoria's Secret model and a race car driver? That's kind of like Talladega Nights, but, like, hilarious, right? I mean, my mom, she was she was really cute, but like I don't think she could have been an angel, a Victoria's Secret angel. I don't, I just don't think that was in the cards for her. And my dad, nowhere near a race car driver. I think one time he's been pulled over, and that's it. He's not speeding on those mean streets. Okay, he can't do a donut. He's not a race car driver. He's a safe driver. I think he has really low car insurance and um, because of that and good for him and good for him. Um, I think that same day I was with the same kids and we were walking around the neighborhood like you would do back in the day, back before video games. And you would go house to house, just munching on snacks, um, like pillow fights. I don't know. What did we do? Just sat around um, sock and boppers like literally wrestling with each other. I have no idea. Shinny hockey, sports. We'd play sports in the backyard. We did a lot. Um, But on this particular day, we were just walking around the neighborhood. And I was like, how can I make this more fun? So I turned to Bobby Sue or whoever was there at the time. And I said, oh my gosh, I just saw a gardener snake in the bushes. I said it like that. And that was convincing, right? I mean, I I convinced I I just convinced myself that I just saw a gardener snake. But they're actually called garter snakes. Uh, if you are up on your snake knowledge, and I said it was a gardener snake, that's not a snake. Uh, that's not a snake breed. But there we were out in the suburbs. A shout out to Winneka. Great place to grow up. No garter no garter snakes there though. And we spent a few hours looking. I think we got like a Tupperware to hopefully capture this, this snake, this slithery snake. And that was fun for me. But it was a lie. It was a lie. But it was fun. And no one was hurt. So it's okay. That's okay. I took my lying to the next level uh, probably that same year. I honestly have no concept of timeline here, but you get what I mean. I have had this friend named Kimmy, and I love to mess with her. It was so fun. And I found this brooch. Do you know what a brooch is? It's like a pin that you put on your jacket to make it look uglier. And I found this in my mom's room, and I took it, and I I thought to myself, "What what could I do with this brooch? And I decided to invent this elaborate story about the spirit of my grandma living inside this brooch. And yes, this is true. Um, 
both my grandmas were alive at the time. So this is actually insane of me to come up with this. So I, whenever we would hang out, we'd just be like chilling in the basement. And then I think I, I like told her, hey, Kimmy, like I, I need to tell you something. Like my grandma lives in this brooch. And then I would impersonate my grandma and and Kimmy like believed me. Um, it was crazy. That got old pretty fast. Uh, but wow, like what what is going on in my mind? Like, couldn't I just hang out and drink Sunny D and eat goldfish with friends and watch like I don't know TV and like play games and like do normal things like I had to I had to just like do something so extreme like that um but I mean that's just who I was I'm not gonna apologize anyway uh those are just a couple stories Oh, well, that same Kimmy's family, I actually stole money from them. I wasn't just a liar. Of course, I wasn't just a liar. Um, I had to steal, too, because I was a miniature badass, and I had to uphold this title so all the neighborhood kids knew not to mess with me. So whenever I was over at Kimmy's house, her parents had, like, a stash of bills that they just kept just just in case they needed a couple bucks to go out. And every time I went over, I would just steal one bill, just one bill. That's the key with stealing. You do it over time. And the fact that I knew this at a very young age is alarming. It's alarming. But I managed to steal $30 from the family. And while this was like probably like, I don't know, less like 0.5% of, of what they had. It was it's still a lot of money um, to steal from someone. You don't just steal $30. And I was eventually caught because, like, uh, you know, when you, like, do something and you, like, think you're doing, you think you're getting away with it, but you're not. Um, that's what happened to me, and I finally got caught. Um, and then... I think that I think that's all. I'll tell one more one more little story, okay? Um, okay, I'm like as if I need you to tell me, like, yeah, sure. No, this last story well is good. It's good. I had a friend named Tori. We're still friends, um, and we'd hang out a lot, a lot, a lot. I was a bad influence on her, obviously, but she loved it, and we were good friends. <laughs> And we had a good time together, but we got into a lot of trouble, too. One time we were at a barbecue. It was the summer, and everyone was having a good time. There were a lot of kids there. And I, I went up to Tori. I said, hey, follow me. Um, and I, I led her to this w- wagon or a sedan. I don't really know how to describe the car. <laughs> it was a wagon. Um and we broke into the car. I was able to open the door. Uh, I performed my first carjack at the age of 10. And we climbed into the back and we, we just sat there until it was like 20 minutes later that 
Eh, maybe it was 30. I don't know. Could have been longer. That our parents realized we were nowhere to be found. And you could sense that there was some um, frantic franticness. I don't know. People were getting nervous that we were missing and yelling our names. And they couldn't find us until uh, finally some guy, let's call him Dan, he peered into the back of the wagon and there we were, just smirking there, chewing big red gum. We found it in the car, ate it all. And we got in big, big trouble. Tori's parents were probably even more mad than my parents because this is, this is like par for the course for me at this point. Um, I mean, I was, I was a little, uh, little devil. That's what I was. And like, they couldn't even ground us because we don't have social lives. We were like basically babies. But I did get a spanking. I am sure of that. Because <laughs> that's, that's some serious stuff. That's probably the worst thing I could have done is hide and cause all of that panic. Um, and, but now I have a good story, right? Right. Well, guys, that should wrap up the story segment of this amazing podcast. Uh, now I'm going to go into something I like to call the toys we used to love. And today's toy we used to love is Lightbrite. Do you guys remember Lightbrite? I remember Lightbrite. I had a Lightbrite in the basement, and this is where I created my Lightbrite masterpieces. I'll tell you a little bit about Lightbrite, okay? Lightbrite was originally marketed in 1967, and I guess it was still 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 around at 1995. So that's cool. It's timeless. It's a timeless toy. And it consists of a light box with small colored plastic pegs. Love that alliteration there. That fit into a panel and illuminate to create a lit picture. And they came with templates, but you could also freestyle that shit. You could just poke pegs wherever you like, draw a big penis, anything you want. And the pegs came in different colors, very cool. And guess what? In the event the pegs were lost or damaged, Hasbro provided refills and or new colors. And that's pretty cool of them. Uh, Lightbrite, this is the most important part. It was invented by a cool cool guy named Joseph M. Burke, a senior designer. That This would be on his LinkedIn if he were around now. He's a senior designer at Chicago toy and game design company Marvin Glass & Associates. And then they licensed it to Hasbro. And most recently, this is big, guys. This is big news. It was most recently named one of the top 100 toys of all time by Time Magazine. And was named a finalist for the class of 2020. I'm just picturing, like, you know, they have, like, class pictures. Uh, just, like, a bunch of toys in a picture. Congratulations, class of 2020. You're so fun to play with. And um, let me finish that thought there. And it was named a finalist for the Class of 2020 induction to the National Toy Hall of Fame. Hell yeah, Lightbrite. You deserve it. I had a lot of good times with you, Lightbrite. Um, here's a little bit of science behind Lightbrite. 
because science science rules. So using a standard light bulb, the light is blocked by the black paper that you put over it. Except, except, now here's where the cool science come in, comes in, except where the pegs conduct the light. And when lit, the pegs have an appearance similar to that of LEDs. Pretty neat, if you ask me. Honestly, I think I'm just going to um, pivot and create a podcast just about toys. That'd be really fun. No, but I, I actually had a good time just talking to myself right now. This is fun. And I'm looking forward to hopefully taking this somewhere new and having guests on and maybe I'll get some haters. I would love that too. All right, signing off. Uh, This has been Acting Childish. I almost forgot the name of this. It's a pretty good name, right? If you hate the name, let me know. I'd love to hear what you think it should be called. Acting like a dumbass, maybe. I don't know. All right, au revoir.